0: And welcome to the PC Perspective podcast. This is episode 538 being recorded Wednesday, March 27th, 2019. I'm Jim Tannis.
1: I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Sebastian Peak.
0: And we're so glad you could you could join us. We hope uh you'll be you had a great week since we last uh spoke with you. Um just a heads up, I'm a bit under the weather, so I may cough or grimace or just look otherwise even more unpleasant than I normally do. Uh, so no offense uh, intended towards you. It's 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 not it's not you. It's me. Uh, but uh, we're we're back here uh, as always. We try to record Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that's 2 a.m. UTC uh, with uh, daylight savings time now here in, in the U.S. But we've got a few changes coming up. So next week, which is let me see if I can pull the calendar up here to get the dates. So next week we would normally record Wednesday the third. Uh, I'm going to be out of town, so we're going to record Thursday the 4th. So it'll be the same time, 10 p.m. Eastern, 2 a.m. UTC on Thursday the 4th. And That's next week. Uh, it's April 4th. And then the following week, um, we're still looking to see if we can make something work, but it, there probably will not be a podcast the week of Monday, April 8th. Because um, I'm also, again, going to be out of town, and I'm going from one appointment to another, and there's just no opportunity to host anything. Uh, so we'll we'll try. Like I said, if we can put something together, we'll notify you. And uh, if not, just expect a bye week uh, two weeks from now. So a day late next week, and then probably no show the week after that. Uh, but if you want to make sure that you don't miss it, like I said, we'll notify you if we can put something together that that second week. Uh, make sure you join our mailing list. That's at pcpro.com/slash subscribe. We send out a, a plain text email about an hour or so before we go live just to let you know and, and provide the YouTube link and all that. Uh, otherwise, you can always find our show on demand uh, a day or so after we record. So with that, uh, let's jump in. We've got a lighter week, uh, usually mostly to accommodate the fact that I'm not going to last the usual 90 minutes to two hours here. So we'll jump right into the reviews. Uh, first off, we've got a review of, uh, we kind of teased this uh, a couple weeks ago uh, in and cor- uh, Sorry, Sebastian has his review done. This is the Corsair Carbide Series 678C Low Noise Tempered Glass Case. Why don't you tell us about this?
1: Yes. Well, the first thing you might notice, and this is one of two cases that Corsair released, uh, I think it was a week ago now. We already talked about the the large dual chamber case. It might have been two weeks now. This is in the Carbide Series. That was the Crystal Series. This is all about low noise. And immediately this... Is very reminiscent of Fractal Design's Define R6 case, which I reviewed. I think it was a year and a half ago I reviewed that one. And similarities include extensive sound damping throughout. There are sound damping panels, an optional top panel that is the rear panel, front panel. And this one, like the Define case, has an opening like front door that hides the front intake fans as well as an optical drive. This has a 5.25 inch bay, which is always nice to see. Woo-hoo! Yeah. So right off the bat, like the the only real issue I had with this case, and you can look at the I think I have I counted 27 pictures in the review. So you can look at the all the ins and outs of the case on the review at pcper.com But essentially, my takeaways were very quiet. So all that sound sound dampening is working better airflow than I was expecting. It ships with three hundred and forty millimeter fans that are very they're fairly quiet they measure very quiet they were audible to me standing next to the case but we're talking like 33 decibels measured so barely audible over any room noise and still surprisingly good airflow if you look at pictures of the case unlike fractal designs defined series there are not the vent slots surrounding the front door the only place for front air to come in is actually an, a cavity at the bottom of that door. It's, it's not small. I mean, you can put your hand into the cavity. It's, it's big enough that a lot of air gets in through the front of the case. And a lot of air is actually drawn up through the bottom of the case. And if you look at the review, there's at least one picture that shows the, the case floor, which is one of those shrouds that hides like your PSU and all the cables. That's fully perforated. So that does allow a lot of air to kind of come up through the bottom, through a screen filter, and then through your case. So it performed better from a thermal standpoint than I was expecting. Still very quiet. My only real issue with the case is its price tag, which is 199 And this does offer a couple of features over the, the fractal case, which retails for 149 Namely, like the hinged door, the tempered glass door on this case is hinged. So it's really nice. It closes magnetically. You can open and close it at will, just like that Crystal Series case we looked at without any tools or anything. The Hey, when you get angry and you slam that shut, what does it do? It makes a louder noise. I have yet to break. I have actually yet in all these years, I've yet to break a tempered glass panel. And I've also yet to have one shipped to me broken. I've had cases arrive dented just because of the perils of ground shipping, but no broken glass yet. It's a case, it's a nice looking case. It's kind of expensive. And to add insult to injury, Fractal dropped the price of their case to $119.99 as soon as this launched. Like, there was, I saw it was on sale direct from Fractal on Newegg for $119. So, it's kind of a. We'll see if, if this if this drops a little bit. I think that the some of the features this brings to the table, like the fact that it comes with some more robust hard drive trays than what I saw from Fractal. That was my one complaint about the Define R6 was that it had kind of flimsy hard drive trays. Uh, they they were mounted on three points, not four, so one corner was always kind of. I don't know. It's sagging a little bit. And these these are a little bit nicer. These are a lot closer to what we've seen from like the be quiet style of hard drive mounts. But anyway, one ninety nine. What do you think, guys? Is this? I com- comparing this to the define case, which has been a, a favorite for years in its various incarnations. How Seems does that a little price pricey for
2: for what you get. You know, some of the yeah. uh, some of the previous uh, Corsair cases that I know that they have introduced. You know. They were relatively more expensive than than a lot of the competing stuff. I mean, they kind of rely on their name, and they, you know, rely on it. It takes a while to get product out there. I don't think they're, you know, they're they're not the Intel of of PC cases where the market is flooded with CPUs. Though, of course, you know, Intel hasn't really been Intel lately when it comes to releasing CPUs. But <clears throat> regardless, um, those prices seem to go down pretty quickly. Uh, especially kind of more at the high end. I mean, how much they'll go down, I don't know. But, it, it you know, $99 seems a little excessive for this, especially considering the competition.
3: On well, the back yeah, space, the, is
2: really tight.
1: Yeah, that was the other thing I had mentioned uh, in the review is right? that compared to there's, some
3: of the ones that are cheaper
1: and have every other little thing that this one does, it, it's sort of missing a bit and charging a bit of a premium for it. I kind of went back and forth on this versus some of the other cases like the a be quiet case in the $200 price range, where those don't come with the same number of like drive bays. For example, this comes with six of the drive cages. So that's an accessory you'd have to purchase separately. If you got a case, that only had like two, but the option of adding up to six more, this one can hold up to eight hard drives comes with six of those trays. There's the option of but adding how many more NVMe
2: it. drives does, does it hold?
1: <laughs> you know that for some reason that's up to your motherboard vendor i'm not really sure why yet josh at this Shocking. point I, I, can yeah. ask those, I can ask those questions but you could uh, you could ask those questions i could and i'd be i would probably not have those emails returned anyhow that's the uh corsair carbide, carbide 678c a case that mm-hmm. i liked and would like to see come down a little bit in price
0: all right and a silver award
1: yeah, just mainly because of the price. It could have been gold if it was, if it came out aggressively matching like the 149 price of the Define. I think that's where I would put it.
2: Sure.
0: All right. Moving on. We've got another review. Actually, all the reviews this week, I think, are from Sebastian. So, uh, uh, yeah.
2: Sorry, sorry listener. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my two
1: out before the <laughs> end Somebody of else time. can read the next review. How about that? Um, well, or, we I mean, I, we'll, we'll we'll all we'll all talk about it. It's sure. Josh and I have a, a love of good audio and of headphones, mm-hmm. and this is a, a pair. I don't think you've heard Josh. This is a newer pair from ASUS. This is the ROG Delta headset, and it is one of the finest headsets. And I use the word finest because just the overall quality is very high. It feels premium. It looks premium. It sounds great. And it kind of has that higher end headphone kind of look and feel, some similar to, I don't know, like some Sennheisers I've tried out that have like the leather ear pads, and it just the, the metal and plastic ratio seems to be very good. It's absolutely, there's no creakiness whatsoever to it. There are parts of it that that feel very strong, like stronger than you would expect from even at this price point. These are $179, obviously not cheap, but we've seen gaming headsets of two and even $300. I would put these right up against. So, one of the interesting things to me, the drivers are 50 millimeter drivers that actually have a very controlled sound, very neutral kind of throughout the frequency range. One of the few pairs I've tried recently that don't overemphasize bass. So, I was listening to some music and thinking, "Oh, these are you know these have kind of a a bass boost." And then I listened to some other music that I knew was mastered without any kind of EQ, and instantly was noticing like a lack of that emphasized bass and i went around and it was very source dependent these basically reveal whatever the source has on offer you can absolutely go into the software and tweak the eq and there's different preset modes and a manual eq mode and you can save your own profiles but just listening to these with the flat profile and no effects very neutral sounding of course they're a gaming headset so i listened to my favorite profile ended up being the preset called gaming. There's different like genres that you can go into, like a FPS shooter mode, which is very mid-range, heavy, it's supposed to emphasize like details, so you can hear things better. But the gaming mode basically just made everything sound a little bit wider and was more of a a smaller room kind of environment because it defaults to a, a reverb effect that they call studio, which was it simulated being in like a, you know, like a 12 by 12 room or something. It it just sounded like there were speakers on your desk. It was pretty convincing uh, effect that you were listening to like room audio instead of headphone audio. The only thing that I'll point out about the surround effects that I've noticed with quite a few of these headsets actually is that it doesn't really do rear positional audio. I think I've only ever heard one that kind of did that, but that was more a function of like, Dolby headphone versus like the DTS effects where they can kind of simulate those back channels, but this does center left, right front and surround left, right perfectly, which is what most of these do. So anyhow, uh, the RGB effects of course are on board. There's a version of this, uh, a similar version of this headset that is analog and does not have any RGB lighting. This one's all digital and I've, kind of buried the lead because the, the big thing about this Josh is that it's a quad DAC it has a I, I was gonna ask about that I mean
2: because yeah, ESS Sabre DACs too. are pretty high end and I mean high end with when you when you're talking about DACs you're you know you're you're looking at 13 to 17 dollars per chip which you know you can get some fur brown ones for you know five bucks and but anyway yeah I mean that's they're considered pretty high end, and once you add four of them to the mix, that's you know a little bit extra scratch in the uh, bill of materials.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a single product. The ninety two eighteen. I went and looked at the original press release from two thousand sixteen for that from ESS, and it is internally four DAX. and basically what they're able to do with that is instead of stretching the capabilities of one, where usually your two channel performance. It's a little bit better than your multi-channel performance. In using four in tandem like that, they're getting higher signal-to-noise ratio, lower distortion. They rate this part for up to 130 decibels of signal-to-noise. This implementation in the ROG Delta is, they're claiming 127, so almost the full signal-to-noise ratio capable here. And another interesting thing is, even though these are RGB, they use a custom PCB that shields the RGB lighting, the electricity from the audio with two extra layers, like two layers of ground shielding. And because so there, there is always the possibility of high frequency switching noise, whether or not that would actually interfere, I don't know. But it certainly does help their signal to noise. So they, well, they makes sound me really, feel really a good,
2: better. That it's only one about. Shield.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a single SoC from ESS called the ES9218 as far as I know. That was the only product from them that matched up. And seems to be very effective. The one thing I'll point out is these these like most audio products in general with a very few exception there is going to be just a single clock oscillator so they're only going to do like the 22 uh you know, the 24 hertz uh, oscillator. So it will do like 48 and 96 perfectly. Anything that's like 44.1 derived, like 88.2 kilohertz sample music or audio it cannot do, which is that stuff is pretty much limited to just DSD conversions. There's a lot of previous uh, SACD masters that got converted over to PCM audio, and those are a lot of those are at 24-bit 88.2. This will do on-the-fly conversion. It sounds very good, but anyway. That no one is doing what I do, which is after I game with this, I always use FU, a combination of FUBAR 2000 with the Windows Audio Session API and then configure it to like direct output to the device so that there's absolutely no um, resampling going on. And that's the only time you'll ever be affected by anything like that. But virtually every product is uh, going to have just one clock generator. But we'll probably talked too much about this already. I think everyone else is probably uh, tuned out by now.
2: Well, I know well, that my connection for some reason is, is jumping up and down, and that probably is what's causing the audio. And I don't know what's going on.
0: Yeah, you—you—I was concerned that either you had frozen or you were practicing some Eastern European form meditation and, and hadn't moved and yeah, there you go. Perfect.
2: Yeah. No
1: one last Um, thing, microphone. If you listen to the podcast, I think it was last week I wore this headset. That was the mic just straight with default settings, no additional EQ or anything added. I think it sounded pretty good. I listened to a little bit of the playback and for a headset microphone, definitely well above average.
0: Yeah. It sounded pretty good. All right. Well, uh, speaking of microphones, let's talk about another piece of hardware that is on display, and and that's the HyperX Quadcast USB microphone that they announced. uh, I don't know if they officially launched it at CES, but they announced it back in January, uh, and we we took a a preview of it back then. And Sebastian, as you can see with the beautiful red light, is using it right now. That's right. The red light Let's that you know that you're on thing. the air. Yeah, yeah, look, it comes with a shock
1: mount. So this this quadcast microphone, there's a couple of unique features about it. Uh, primarily the red light that lets you know that you're on the air. And this top, which is actually a button, is a touch-sensitive button. If I tap it, yeah, I am muted, and the light goes off. So if you ever see the light you know that you're, well, I don't know where I'm going with that, but you you're on the air. If you see the red light, which is obviously you can't miss it even out of the corner of your eye. So, you know, not to say embarrassing things on live podcasts and then, uh, you tap it. So
0: anyway, uh,
1: yeah, I'm
0: I'm, going to dub something during those (laughs) minutes. Oh, perfect.
1: This, uh, Shock mount comes with it. It comes mounted to a nice metal base that I have right here. And it comes with the threaded the threaded adapter. It'll work on any headphone or headphone. Microphone standard, boom. So $139 is the introductory price of this, which puts it $10 above the Blue Yeti microphone, which is $129. And somewhere between the Yeti and the Yeti Studio. So the way this differentiates, I think, is... The fact that it includes a shock mount or with Blue, that's an additional purchase. The cheapest one they sell retails for $49. And then the the whole touch to mute thing, which is it was just interesting. I don't think I've seen another microphone with this feature. So whether or not those features matter to you will you know, determine whether you're willing to spend on 139 for this versus 129 for that microphone. Like the Yeti, it comes with four different patterns. I have it switched to the like unidirectional cardioid pattern right now. There's an omnidirectional pattern, bidirectional, and even stereo because this has three elements uh, in it, 314 millimeter electret condenser microphone elements. So you can turn this into a stereo mic and do like, I don't know what you'd really do with that. It does a decent job of creating that sort of realistic hi-fi kind of spatial stereo sound. So if you wanted to record, I don't know, music, sound effects, make us like two people on a desk having a left, right stereo conversation. But, uh, this mode VS sounds SMR pretty good videos. Yeah. Yeah, probably.
2: Yes. You can
1: talk you about it over here and then
2: let's talk about hardware.
1: Yeah. Hardware is yes. really cool. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we- talking about that. Wait, i need something to like unwrap like crinkling sounds yeah uh, something as, like that. as lawn dog in the irc chat points out that the microphone sounds pretty nice has a little bit of bass to your voice yes there is a bass emphasis especially in this mode the unidirectional mode does sound a little bit warmer and has way better background noise rejection because it's only firing forward i think it's just the one condenser firing forward in this mode no other like options or anything. There is a, a gain control on the bottom, which I can get very loud and does have a, a lot of gain, no hum or buzz or anything, just some added hiss if you go really high on the gain. And
2: Dude, that's that's like a live monitor monitoring
1: phone Yeah, Real? no, it, it has is... everything that the blue Yeti has and, and a it's shock 150 mount bucks and tap hundred and forty, one thirty nine ninety nine, yeah.
2: Wow, so, that's I, I think know, it's good. pretty
1: that's good. They're cheap.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you think about these monoprice, you know, speakers, well, they're pretty good. I mean, they're like 89 bucks, but it's it's just a just a I, mic.
1: Yeah, I got no light, I got no modes. Yeah. And and the monoprice no mic, I have gained. the same one that that monoprice mic does not have a live monitor either. Something that a lot of the other like higher end mics, like from Blue, and now this HyperX mic, you plug any 3.5 millimeter headphone into it. You have live monitoring, there's absolutely no delay. My only complaint is that there is no separate volume control for your monitor, which I've gotten used to with my little mix board, but you can control that in Windows. You can just use the Windows volume because this becomes like your default output device. So I'm listening to you guys and myself in real time just by plugging in a pair of headphones. And, and the cable that it comes with is, is actually sufficiently long. It's like three meters. So I've got it like snaked down around this uh, headphone stand and then down at a computer a couple feet away. So really no complaints about this at all, except I would like to see like an additional volume control for the monitor. But that's it.
0: All right, huh, so pretty... It
2: doesn't sound as clean as as maybe the mono price is, but I think that may be kind of the unidirectional, um, you know, it probably... You can adjust that because what? There's four settings for it, right?
1: Yeah, it's, it sounds a lot different in some of the other modes. Like if I were to switch it over to. Oh, you know what? I think I had it in the omnidirectional mode. Now I'm in Holy the cow, you sound stereo better. mode. Yeah, I'm in the oh, stereo oh. mode now. What was I in before? I was probably in that bi directional mode, which is not as good. Here we go. Here's the unidirectional mode. This probably okay, sounds a little sounds,
2: bit. Sounds cleaner. Hmm
1: yeah i was just i was in the wrong so mode a noticeable difference i can't see yeah no that, and then that then this is really probably good, the that. most neutral and sounds the most realistic this is just the stereo mode it's using multiple like all three condensers at once i think so anyhow mm-hmm. that's the uh quadcast usb microphone it's the first effort from HyperX x and a very good one it's definitely not blue no it is definitely a not, not blue
0: and yeah and, and just to reiterate the light is only red it's not rgb it's just red uh wow. So hopefully that works for your setup. Uh, let's jump into the news. Uh, I've got a few news stories this week. First up is uh, news on Ryzen, Ryzen's 2000 series processors getting price drops ahead of the expected third gen or Ryzen 3000 launches. Much tell us about this, Sebastian? Or Jeremy? Or who, who wrote this? Uh, Sebastian?
1: I, I yeah, did, but I don't have to, talk I don't about to about I keep it. talking. Anybody okay. can talk about this. Jeremy?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Anyone can talk about it. Cheapest chips, man! There are some really nice price drops, and honestly, if you don't have a fetish of I have to have the latest greatest stuff, so I'm going to sit and wait. I mean, it's brilliant. Like the the twenty seven hundred is essentially eighty bucks off at two hundred twenty dollars, and that's just a brilliant deal. If you want the unlocked version with the Wraith Prism, it's dropped down to two hundred ninety bucks. So you're paying a bit extra, but you do get the prism cooler, which is a decent one. If you don't want to quite go that way, uh, for the 2600s, 200 bucks or 250, if you want the overclockable, uh, with, or unlocked with the, the spire, it's just absolutely lovely. And if you're doing a bargain basement build, like you can see right there, the 2400 G is $135. You know, it's, it's a really good time to pick these up unless, as I say, you're, you're desperately waiting on 3000 and just, you know, refuse to even think about it. I mean, at this point even just upgrade while you're waiting. It's it's about that affordable and lovely to see from AMD.
0: God bless that oh. that was a compatible uh, socket compatible uh, ch- generation. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, we've seen yeah, I mean, think stories of the eight, the 1800X when it was first released was a $500 processor and now you get faster performance for 270. And it was, it, was,
0: it was a deal at 500 which is the amazing part. Like, that was a good price at that point for that level of performance. And to have it halved, that's that's awesome.
1: Some of those deals, too, like the t- Ryzen uh, 2600 for $165, that is really cheap for that. Yeah, 12, 12 threads.
2: And pretty quick clocks, almost up to twenty seven hundred X and boost. Yeah, that's that's a that's a steal.
1: And there's it really depends on the chip too how well it overclocks. I know that you know Kyle especially over at Hard OCP back in the day did a lot of overclocking with these, and somewhere in like the four or four point two gigahertz range, I think is the ceiling on a lot of them. But you're getting such a incredible deal on just raw like cores and thread count and amazon definitely does seem to have the best deals i was looking at new egg and their their discounts were not as steep at least when i was checking we're talking like you know 20 plus percent off across the board on all the ones that were in stock and the 2600 kind of went out of stock came back into stock yesterday i think so they won't last forever and I, obviously they're trying to clear inventory and i hope this is a good a sign that we're going to be seeing the 3000 series sooner rather than later
0: well and they did the same thing last year with the first gen and i wonder Mm -hmm. we should probably look up what what the timing difference was between price drops and launch
2: um that is about two months
0: is it okay because they have what about 60 days of
2: inventory on hand usually and so when you drop prices like that you can kind of get rid of some extra stuff and hopefully, you know, drain most of the uh um you know most of the excess by then. I'm trying to think. What is it? The channel, sorry. The retail channel.
0: Yeah. Draining well, I mean, excess OEM That's... channel
2: as well. But, you know. Yeah.
0: All right. That's something to keep an eye on. Uh you know, obviously there's a lot of people out there waiting for Ryzen three thousand, but as Jeremy said, at some of these prices, you can still do both. Uh, yeah. No, no reason to, if you need something now, no reason to wait.
3: And keep an eye out because the motherboards will come down too. Mm-hmm. Right? So you probably get a, a combo deal and for under $400, you're set up with a chip and a, a really good motherboard.
0: Yep. And then if you want that 3,000 chip, I mean, you won't get the 500 series chipset uh, features, but you can drop your Ryzen 3000 into your force 400 series board, right? So, yeah, especially up, if you up,
2: get a higher ed one with you know more robust uh, VRMs, then yeah, they're gonna handle that perfectly fine.
0: Upgrade paths galore, awesome! Yeah, all right, moving on to the next news item. Uh, Maxon, uh, a couple weeks ago now, uh, released uh Cinebench R20, and it was an unusual release, uh, because they released it via the windows store and immediately people, uh, figured out how to jailbreak it from the, or, you know, release it from the windows store. Cause windows apps have to, you know, they're, they're designed to run in sort of like a sandbox and a protected mode. And, and people said, well, if you download it from the windows store, you can go in and grab these files and change that setting. And then you can run it as a standalone app. And then there was uh, initially though, uh, I think it was Google 3d. Yeah. Google 3d who posted a yep. tutorial about this, got threatened to take off, to take those steps down to stop telling people how to run it through or outside of the store. And it just, it's just weird because this is not the kind of app that you normally would think should be tied to a platform like the Microsoft Store. And and so thankfully they've changed course and uh, as of this week are are distributing the software through their website as a standalone app, so...
1: Yeah, Here. I downloaded it. It's just a zip file, like it always has been. It's a portable app. You just run it. It it functions exactly the same way that R fifteen did now, as it should have all along. I have no idea what their agreement with Microsoft yeah. was or why it's been terminated already. But yeah, I mean, was I
2: mean it was so it was long. an interesting experiment by both of them, I guess. Because yeah. you know, I, I think Microsoft probably looks at uh, you know the three D three D Mark guys and you know the UN UN engine dudes and think that you know what maybe there's a maybe there's a niche here that we can we can serve and, and make it more popular and easy and if you know you're a user at home and you want to see how fast your machine runs and against all these other guys well hey we've we've got a easy way one click installation from the windows store for you and of course you know all of the hardware reviewers and and wannabes out there are just pissed because, yeah, it's, it's not very transportable. And, um, you know, it, admittedly, it was easy to download from the Windows Store, even on a machine that I didn't sign into the Windows Store on,
1: I think. Josh, but, Josh, uh, are you a, a shill for Microsoft? Yes. Okay. I All have right. one so
2: Microsoft share and... <laughs> I'm going to make that go up 5% and make $10.
1: I don't know what the hell share price is. I I now. own I, I don't no own shares. shares in any company. I own no shares of any company. I think I used to cuz I had a retirement plan with my previous job but I actually cashed that out when I quit. So Yeah, I've got a SEP
2: IRA I but I have no idea who's actually in it. I'm I'm just in a couple of markets.
0: That's that's for the best. Okay. Speaking of transparency. Yeah. All right. Uh next up we've got news on uh some more games getting some of the fancier NVIDIA features. Anthem had a patch, patch one point zero point four that has brought uh DLSS and highlight support. One us with this Sebastian or whoever else is yeah. briefed on this. Yeah. I mean uh
1: pretty simple. Patch one zero four came out for Anthem and it adds those NVIDIA features, which obviously if you have a two thousand or two thousand series rtx card now they're claiming up to 40 percent performance gains kind of the same gains we had originally seen from battlefield when they got their dlss support so ray trace i mean the screenshots look great i didn't watch the video very closely to do like the ab comparisons but there is a video embedded in the post so you can look at what it looks like with the dlss enabled and i'm sure we'll see breakdowns of this They, they showed performance there's a little graph in the story that it's it makes a huge difference. They're still not showing like incredible numbers, but they were actually demoing this at, I think maximum settings at 4K. Yeah. Max game settings, 4K on a system with an i9 9900K and 32 gigs of RAM. So still, I mean, a 2060 with DLSS was getting almost 40 frames a second, all the way up through like 70 frames a second with a 2080 Ti. Very, very uh, playable. And then, the other thing they added was NVIDIA Highlights, which is like a it sort of pre-records in certain scenarios and then lets you post stuff using the GeForce Experience app. So, for GeForce people, for people who use, you know, RTX twenty series cards, just extra stuff and it adds to the list now of all the the games which I think are around a half dozen now with official DLSS support. So it's very slowly growing. I imagine we'll see some more titles in the near future.
0: So the game may look and perform better in certain circumstances, but may not actually be a better game, unfortunately.
1: Uh, I don't really keep <laughs> up on my uh, battle royale shooter hierarchy, so I don't really know where that one sits. Isn't that considered like yeah? Long, it's, it's, it's more the like uh, Destiny Two.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, this is this is not necessarily a battle royale. This is uh, loot shooter. Oh, that's a I mistake. Cla- well. I think it needs to be battle royale i think they'll they're addressing that but apex okay. the similarly named apex is the more popular more successful okay. battle royale yeah all right
2: that's probably this what is what the I'm disappointing one but now we've got battlefield 5 uh fire mm-hmm. ring something Storm that fire. doesn't it, didn't that just get released as well yeah
0: i don't, I don't know if it's yeah I, i've heard about it. i don't know if it's actually out yet but
2: um yeah, yeah i'm gonna open up one of my clients and start downloading automatically Mm-hmm. thank you <laughs> oh right now cool
0: yeah please please do yeah i'm sure the the uh, montana internet will hold up for us wyoming and then, of course wyoming there's... sorry 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 it.
2: it's all are you, clo- right are you are close you close to montana Josh? no i'm close to colorado oh okay i mean montana is directly north of wyoming but i'm 300 miles away as the crow flies gotcha yeah
0: All right. Um, Next up, another NVIDIA story real quick. This is uh, the Game Ready Drivers uh, update. It's uh, 4.19.67 that uh, came out uh, this week. And it's just on the heels of that Creator Ready Driver program we talked about last week, which is NVIDIA's uh, new drivers targeted sort of at pro users who are using consumer cards. So this one's for the gamers. And, uh, you know, I don't think it was anything huge here. It was just a usual roundup of uh, performance fixes and... It did add two new monitors to the official G Sync compatibility program. Uh, that's the ASUS VG278QR and ASUS uh, VG258. Uh, so that's good. And then you do get uh, tweaks for that uh, Battlefield Five Firestorm we were just talking about, Anthem, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and the new. Uh, is it Sekiro? C- How do you pronounce that new Sekiro? Uh, Sekiro. Sekiro. The, the, uh, the is that from Software who did that? That's the uh, yeah. Uh, Oh God! What are the name of those stupidly hard uh, games? Um, oh my God! Did no, no the the the, the combat. <laughs> the... Oh God! This is embarrassing. Uh, it shoot, was it's... yeah, I know what you're talking about. Souls. Uh, Dark
1: Souls. Dark Souls. Dark, Souls. Dark, Souls. Dark
0: Souls. This is like Dark, Dark Souls Japan, yeah. right? <laughs> is my yeah. I haven't played it yet, and but the, it's it's
1: Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Is that the game? So so the,
2: yeah. so the waifu pillows hit back um twice.
0: potentially uh in the shadows in the shadows
1: yes the dirty pillows well yeah, back. that's where you keep them yeah.
0: some of At i've seen just a few uh just a few clips and just a few people talking about it but it seems like it's a uh, very very popular thus far one of those like stupidly hard yet still fun kind of games so and good pc support too apparently there's uh, if it's not officially supported, if there's an ultra wide patch, and uh, it does come with a frame limiter, from what I've heard, but that's easily removed.
1: Mm. Oh, so, good. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. The only other fun thing is that apparently uh, us peasants that are still using Turing GPUs should, in theory, be able to uh, enable G-Sync while you're in uh, NVIDIA Surround.
1: So you mean Pascal in theory, or Pascal? you said I, still yeah, using I Turing. Know. what I said, jeremy what do you know that we don't second. know what's the new architecture let's see it's called yeah, well, Bob. Okay. i can't say well, all right fine. So wait
0: so g-sync assuming it's pascal g-sync surround wasn't available on pascal
3: it it got upset like and, oh. and there's still some games like i know far cry 5 really really hates nvidia surround uh right so it's and they didn't straight out say that it works every time it's just that it's enabled so play with it at your own risk but in theory it should work and hopefully your monitors agree on the refresh rate because otherwise that's not going to feel good
0: yeah that's i haven't i haven't even messed with surround in years uh just it got to the point where it wasn't worth it the experience was too too buggy too difficult to set up and whatever it's happened, better.
3: I mean, I'm using it now, but it occasionally, like I say, Far Cry Five, it just freaking hates it.
0: Okay, and what happened to the? Because um, they they advertised a couple years ago. It was one of their conferences where they teased the the rendering where it was going to independently render multiple displays in a surround configuration, so that you wouldn't have the the distortion.
2: Mm.
0: But I, had, I I it was a big deal. Uh, Jensen went on about it, and then I haven't seen anything sense i
2: thought that was more of a vr thing
0: well it had application that technology was going to be used for vr uh Mm -hmm. but then they also showed it in a surround setup saying hey now you've got true perspectives in your surround gameplay but okay well anyway anyway uh what do we got next we've got oh it's our last story we just plowed through the news okay and Mm -hmm. this one uh is interesting uh, so if you guys recall, uh, a few months ago, so, well, a few years ago, Intel and Micron set out to work on Optane Memory or, or 3D Crosspoint, uh, Optane being Intel's brand name for that technology. But then they had a, a little bit of a breakup, and they had this joint facility, and uh, Micron said they were going to buy Intel out, I think that was in January. And my, my or Intel said, fine, you know, that we, we planned for this and they have a year to complete the process and all that went down. But then apparently, uh, recently, there was some news that an Intel employee who worked on this there he w- went over to Micron and potentially took some intellectual property with him. Uh, why don't you tell us? Oh, that's Intel's uh, story. Is that okay? So that's <laughs> the accusation.
3: Yeah. So there's a USB drive. It's the, the smoking gun, we could say. Uh, but according to what uh, Doyle Rivers, the person that moved from Intel to Micron says, it's a spreadsheet with a contact deals about 3,000 or so Intel employees, just so that I can keep up with the people that I've been working with for forever. And it's it, it just a beautiful statement. 110 Perl scripts with sentimental value. Because don't we all love our Perl scripts? And if you look into it, there's sort of like handy automation things, like uh, one that I wrote for a certain Intel employee that will remain unnamed that better not be using it at Intel. Uh, (laughs) But uh, it's focal details, uh, like uh, various DPM calcs uh, to try and figure out performance on released SSDs. So, I mean, yeah, in sort of theory, this is... Not best practice. You you generally shouldn't leave your job and take a USB drive with you. I've had to deal with this in real life a few times, and it's it's just it never fun for anyone involved. But on the other hand, he's pretty much saying we're perfectly happy to let you take a look at the drive, and there's nothing on it. So why are you getting so upset?
0: Yeah, I I, I mean, do want to uh, I want to point out something here. We're in a culture, obviously, with some of the news about hate crimes and obviously just, just tension and, and there's just a lot of hate in the world and, and I, I've noticed a pattern of hatred and I think I wanna I wanna say right here that we're gonna stand up and we're gonna stop this war on cargo pants. I knew this was coming. hmm Well because you're you know you're the ringleader of this little money Nobody has to. Just because hey, you know I what? get this It is a versatile of piece of clothing. I don't wear it to look just good. I wear it to to get the job just done. because
1: I, I created an awkward tension uh, at CES, when I confronted you in our hotel room about your cargo pants, you just can't let it go. And I no. told you I was sorry. I told well, he's you i was got being plenty an of ass pockets to store it in. It in. Yeah.
2: Well, I just, i you know what? I fell in love with cargo pants in 1987 when I picked up my first Banana Republic catalog. And it was a whole three paragraphs describing the joys and wonders of cargo pants and how he was trekking to the Amazon. And Why do you remember the amount all of, of this? extra storage that he had and so he local sourced them from a a group in Brazil and he imported them into America and I wanted those cargo pants so bad but they were like 50 bucks at the time and in 1987 I didn't have 50. dollars
1: oh, Sounds then, like a political platform, 20. Josh. I had a it dream. Accusing Brazil I had a dream a of Republic. cargo pants in 1987. With $2 in my pocket and a dream. And this
2: explains why I'm so bitter today.
0: A gaming monitor on every desk and a pair of cargo pants in everyone's drawers. (laughs) You know, I don't think uh, Banana Republic sells cargo pants
1: anymore. They're they're kind of uh, like flat front chinos kind of a place now.
0: Mm, That's a shame. I love my cargo pants. But if you turn them inside out,
1: they're cargo pants. Oh, Oh. it's true. Yeah. Just sew on a pocket. There's no one stopping you from learning how to sew and sewing pockets on your
0: own pants. You're gonna regret, you know, be More careful what you wish for.
1: Zippers. Yeah, the More next time I see Jimmy's gonna have like twelve shirts. pockets on each. One.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Look
1: at There's everything I can up. carry with me. I have seventeen phones, three battery packs.
3: I mean and for he me the looks the, like the, a thirteen year old boy that likes rap because your pants are down around your knees.
0: I, I wear them at the proper height. <laughs> Whatever, waist level. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, mm. okay. So I'm just saying stop the hate. Stop it's too it. much hate. Bring, that, in yeah, Bring in the love. Bring in mean, the love. there there may have, have been a,
1: a mention of cargo pants in that post by Jeremy, but hey, you know, it's it's all in good fun. That's what they always say. That's but, true. Until people get hurt.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Uh all right, let's uh let's get this over with and jump into our picks of the week. Uh <laughs> Uh, I'm up first, and so, as I mentioned, I've been a little Is under the weather. Is
2: uh, yes, it cargo pants? Actually, it should have been. I am it looking up been. Banana Republic cargo pants and see if, if anything comes up. There you go. Well, anyway, so we I was... Uh, oh, Duluth,
1: Duluth Trading Company sells cargo pants, I think. Well,
0: that's where I buy most of my cargo pants.
1: There you go. Yeah. <sighs> Ooh, I can buy Union Bay cargo pants at Kohl's for $25. Wait, that's crap. Seat. They're calling those things cargo pants? What? Who the Duluth stuff or the no, the Banana firehouse cargo work pant for 69 50, bucks, rugged for and durable. This is wow. a travesty. Banana's overpriced.
2: Banana is overpriced, Josh. I mean, the Gap bought them in like 1983 and it's been
1: downhill ever since. My wife used it's to work much. at the Gap, and all Gap employees get a 50% discount on everything at all of the stores that they own so she got 50 percent off of banana republic and stuff so during that time in our relationship i had pretty much exclusively gap and banana republic clothing but uh that's the only way i would recommend buying it
0: all right well i guess uh now's not a good time to talk about our new sponsor this week uh gap clothing
1: (laughs) (laughs) gap clothing it's a deal at half the price Uh uh-huh yeah um you can just censor me censor this part out
0: so uh the anyway, patented
1: sebastian jump cut
0: there is uh so another thing you can make fun of me for is my pick this week uh, as i said i was under the weather and i had a chance to uh while i was uh awake and and con- co- coherent uh, and conscious i was able to watch a little bit of tv and i i decided to revisit a favorite which is sequest Classic. God, you're, mm, there's something
2: dolphin. wrong with you. <laughs> Classic
0: ninety. You got the show.
2: genius. You got the genius kid <laughs> mm-hmm. that hangs out with the talking dolphin. Oh, I mean, Darwin that's is like,
0: amazing. That's Darwin like, is you know, the best part of this show
2: in Battlestar Galactica, or, or or Will Crusher, whatever the hell his name is. Wesley we Wesley Crusher, he, yeah.
0: just not. But okay, but it's it's but Roy some Scheider, of the Roy sure. Roy Scheider and... uh, And and
2: a penis-shaped submarine. (laughs) Aren't they all? You should see a
0: doctor if you think that's what a penis is supposed to look like. But (laughs) anyway... Now, we We talked about
1: hate. We talked about hate, Jim.
0: I'm I'm just concerned because it... I mean, yes, there are objects in the ocean that are phallic-shaped, but the Sequest has got a lot of twists to it. Anyway, it's a great show. Don't listen to these jerks it's 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 90s it's cheesy it's it's got some stupid acting but of course it was 90s tv and it was a great show and i i really enjoyed it and it used to be on netflix and it's not on anymore unfortunately and when i looked for this post it's apparently not streaming anywhere and adding insult to injury most of the dvds are out of stock uh and they did a blu-ray remaster so if you when you had the blu-rays those were great, great uh I imported the full set from Germany, which is one of the only places they released the whole Blu-ray set a few years ago. Uh, But if you can look around eBay, Amazon, find a set, you know, used set for sale, or, you know, it's available elsewhere at reduced cost, is what I'll say. And my view on that is if a company's not going to make a product easily available, then somebody's got to do what they got to do because you can't miss this show. So check out Sequest. If you missed it the first time, just keep in mind, it's early 90s. But the early '90s, nothing better.
3: Oh, so early '90s.
1: Nothing. You just said be nothing C-Loud better. 2021. Very few things better. Very
0: few things underwater that are better.
1: Hey. Oh, underwater. Oh, now you're now you're okay. You know what? <laughs> you know what's better? Early '90s underwater. The Hunt for Red October, starring Sean Connery and Alec Baldwin.
0: That was 19. Oh, that was '90. That was '90. Yeah. So I said Yeah. Yeah, because so
2: I, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, I tried to remember. I, I tried to invite Betsy Snook my senior year spring to go to the show but i was stammering so badly she just shook her head and walk off it was well, it was awesome
0: hey at least she didn't call the it was cops. A foundational it moment worse. in my life
1: yeah wait that was mm-hmm. to go see the hundred october she, she refused yeah. you. yeah no I, yeah. were you wearing your were you wearing your banana republic he cargo pants, cargo pants. I, I i
2: i could not afford cargo pants true forget.
1: see if, if only you had the fifty dollars why you <laughs> rejected
2: mm-hmm.
1: think about what your life could have been so different
0: all right uh, jeremy what's what's your pick
3: well, this isn't new, but I have never noticed it before, which is an Intel NUC-8 uh, Premium VR with a Cabulate g in it. So you do have the power to actually have a basic VR experience on something tiny enough to, you know, attach to yourself so that all you've got hanging off of you is one long power adapter. Which is, you know, not actually a
2: horrible use for this sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
3: i somebody get it. <laughs>
2: Alright, thanks, Jeremy.
1: You're welcome. Don't do you have one of these, Jim? Like you
0: have you have well, that. Have you know, got right? a long
1: power adapter?
0: Uh I do. But uh this is, shaped. Uh, th- uh. Th- we we I have this in the sense that it came over with the asset acquisition from Ryan and Ken, because Ken reviewed this uh year ago or so, whenever it whenever it came out sometime in 2018. So so there is a review of this at Pur.
3: Uh, yeah, I totally forgot about it and it's on sale right now because I mean obviously it's just over a year old but you know honestly it's it's not that bad of a deal uh,
1: I'm sure in the states it's significantly cheaper than the grand that it is up here uh, yeah they yeah. were selling it for like eight hundred dollars I think a couple of weeks ago on new way
0: uh, so uh cheaper
1: to buy up here I think we're down around 74 cents right now
0: who's next uh josh
2: yes me you know, it's not real original, but you know what? If you buy a 2700X, you're going to have a pretty fast, multi-threaded CPU. You're going to be happy with the uh, the uh, X470 base motherboard. There's a lot of good options out there. The prices are all going down. You know, I, I, I'm looking forward to the 3000 series of, of chips from, from AMD, but I don't think that it's going to be a quantum leap, like from the Athlon XP to the Athlon 64. It's gonna be that was eighties, not nineties. It's got Bakula,
3: Quantum Leap.
2: Oh, <sighs> No. Okay. <Hey. laughs> oh, 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 boy, oh boy. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, now I was thinking, when when was the Athlon XP released, and when was Athlon sixty four? But anyway, uh. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, the 3000 series are going to be faster, but they're going to be more expensive. And same with the motherboards. And I don't know if you're going to get all that much. I could be wrong. I mean, PCIe 4.0 probably is the big jump. So if you don't see yourself really getting an NVMe PCIe 4.0 drive, it's it's not as big of a deal. If you just keep what you kind of got right now or, you know, go for an x Four set four seventy, yeah. Uh yeah, the twenty seven hundred X is a great chip. It's quick in pretty much everything.
0: And cheap. All right. Yep, it sure is. At least now, especially with these these price cuts. So eight core
2: sixteen threads for two hundred and eighty nine bucks. Oh yeah.
0: It's not like what's not to like. Yep. And the cooler. Yeah which you know you got to keep in mind because the intel parts that compete with this don't come with coolers so you're getting a a full a full kit it's the full meal it's not
2: one of those old
3: yeah it's not one of those old retail coolers that you know are not even good as a paperweight
0: yeah
2: these are good
3: good coolers coolers. yeah
1: Yeah, these are good
0: all right sebastian take us home
1: okay my pick is something i watched recently on amazon prime but it's also available on dvd for like Just over $7, I think, on Amazon right now, which is, at last, the 1948 show, which is an old uh, pre-Monty Python sketch show, if you can see where my mind has been lately, watching a lot of British sketch comedy. But this was interesting because it was John Cleese and Graham Chapman, who later did Monty Python with the others, but also the acting debut of Marty Feldman, who had been a writer up to that point exclusively. Mm Mm-hmm. And they thought he looked too odd to be on TV, but David Frost gave him a chance, and obviously he had a big career after that. But very funny. Originally, at, at some point in history, the the tapes were erased, so they thought the show, except for a couple episodes, was just gone forever. But over the last few years, leading up through, I think, what is it, 2013, 2014, they found enough of the episodes to reconstruct it. So the, the DVD and the stuff that's on Amazon is a, a good half dozen or more, fairly complete episodes. Very, very funny. It It's much more heavy on the writing than any kind of visual. Some of the crazy stuff that Monty Python, especially by season three and four, we're doing nothing like that. It's like early Python. Very, very funny. Definitely worth seven and a half dollars for the DVD or just stream it. If you have Amazon prime.
0: Well, that's the show a little shorter this week. Uh, appreciate uh, everyone understanding. Uh, I need to go. Put my power cord into a power outlet. Mm, I don't know. That
2: can sting. Ow! No. Hmm. Maybe the wife, but
0: <laughs> no. Anyway, hmm. thanks for joining us. Uh, if, I don't. Know, if you stayed around this long, God bless you, and uh, hope everyone has a great week. We'll we'll uh, be back uh, next week. Rem- as a reminder, on Thursday night. That's Thursday the. Fourth? Where's my calendar? Fourth. Yes. So a day late next week. And then, uh, as we said, possibly or likely no podcast the following week. But go to PCPro.com slash subscribe. Join the mailing list and you'll know for sure what the plans are for that week after. Uh, and uh, we'll see you all next time. Thanks, everyone.